Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, The Door Devil. Homeowners spend hundreds on alarm systems each year, but rarely reinforce the weakest point on the home, the doors. Bad guys know this, and that's why kick-ins are so common. Simply adding door devils virtually eliminates the home security gap. Sleep better tonight. Reinforce your doors. Visit doordevil.com and enter best ever to get an exclusive 20% discount on your purchase. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Val Sotier. Hi, Val. Hi, Joe. How are you? Doing well, and I'm excited to have you on the show. I love speaking to um, entrepreneurs and people who have been in the business for a really long time. Uh, and then also, um, you are uh, the founder of Watermark Capital Partners, which buys distressed loans at a discount. So um, really interesting topic of note buying today. A little bit about Val before he gets into his background in more detail. Val has over 10 years of experience as a stockbroker. In 2009, he was actually featured on the cover of Forbes magazine as one of the mortgage survivors on Wall Street, and the article focused on how professionals have reinvented themselves in non-performing notes industry. So Val has a tremendous amount of experience both from a uh, investing standpoint with stocks as a stockbroker and then also as a uh, investor who's actively um, buying distressed loans at a discount. So with that being said, Val, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more background on yourself and what you're focused on now? I think you've done a great job, Joe, <laughs> to be honest. Um, in, in a nutshell, I started on Wall Street uh, at the age of 21 as a, as a runner on the floor and then as a stockbroker. I spent about 10 years in the 90s, uh, great times, learned a lot. Um, it's, I, we, we say that some of us that uh, uh, worked in the 90s were straight out of college. We like to say that we grew up on Wall Street. And, um, and then uh, in, uh, in, in 2000, uh, Wall Street wasn't as profitable as, uh, as the mid to early to mid 90s. And we, we made a transition into the mortgage business. Uh, a, lo a lot of stockbrokers did. Um, the mortgage rates were coming down. Uh, you had the, a lot of borrowers that uh, uh, are, were coming down from a 15% interest rate to 12, to 10, to five. And, and the rates were really coming down. And it, 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 it was a thing to do. Uh, I started in, uh, with, with AmeriQuest in the mortgage business and then uh, opened up my own uh, uh, mortgage uh, uh, brokerage firm. Uh, spent about eight years in the mortgage business, uh, good times. We did a lot of good work. And uh, one day, I like to tell this story, one day I got a call from one of my, uh, one of my clients and says, Val, you, you know about notes. Now, the only thing I knew about notes is obviously you, you know, when you get a mortgage, you uh, are responsible to pay down the note back to the bank. But he, what, he, what he really wanted to do is buy a note. He wanted to buy a note. And as far as I was concerned, you couldn't buy a note. You, we packaged notes. We sold them to, the, uh, to Wall Street. But you couldn't just buy one note. Well, guess what? He was right. I was wrong. 
<laughs> I called one just because he was a good client of mine. I called one of my uh, one of my friends. He was a bank president at a, at a local regional bank in New York, and I said, "Hey, look, I have this client. He's not, you know, he's a serious gentleman. He's a professional, and he keeps insisting on that it's possible to buy a note." And he said, "Yes, Val, we do that all the time." <laughs> and uh, and at that point, uh, as you probably know, uh, the subprime business um, was uh, uh, on its tail end. Right, you couldn't do any more subprime business, and we we were all looking for a for something new, and uh, this opportunity came along. Once I knew that banks were selling one, two, three, it wasn't really one, two, three notes. It was uh, small packages. As far as I was concerned, you had to do ten million dollar trades with them, and uh, the transition for that reason was very very smooth. Uh, I was doing business with a lot of banks and. Uh, all I have to do is uh, kind of say, hey, guys, look, I'm in the note business. I have a lot of buyers that uh, want to buy notes. Uh, let me uh, let me bring in the buyers. And uh, and the next thing you know, we we uh, got very serious in note business. There is a lot of business. What I mean by a lot of business, a lot of realtors, because of the drought in the REO market, were looking for a, a different way of buying assets. And the step prior to REO is buying a note, a non-performing note. Um, and I guess I guess we'll go into details on, on what to do with the note later in the interview. But uh, uh, kind of give you a long story of, of my history over the past 25 years. Why would a bank sell a non-performing note rather than just do the foreclosure on their own? That's a, that's a very good question. Um, First, first and foremost, and uh, I'll, I'll give you a shorter answer for uh, for this for your question. First and foremost, banks do not have the personnel to attend to and process defaulted notes. First, they have to hire uh, uh, more uh, asset managers. It, it, it's, it's almost impossible for them to do it. That's one problem. Um, banks are in the business of lending money. They can lend out approximately ten times the amount on a performing mortgage loan balance, depending on the institution's financial strength. For example, a non-performing mortgage with a balance of $250,000 results in a lost lending opportunity to the bank of up to $2.5 million. So due to this regulatory requirement, uh, the economics prove that a discounted note today will reap far greater returns for the bank tomorrow by allowing it to put money back into the loan circulation. So what this is what uh, this uh, it's called it's called the time value of money. By buying this distressed note from the bank, we create the ever crucial liquidity they need. Now one two more sentences to add to this. For the bank to foreclose on this note, uh, it, it really creates a, a bad uh, a public relation situation for them when they go foreclose and they're not in this business, they would have to hire another company. It becomes another company, meaning another broker to actually do this, to to foreclose. It it just becomes a nightmare and uh, the easiest easiest thing for them to do is sell these notes in pools to companies like ourselves. Val, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Do your due diligence. Do your due diligence, and I, I can say it a million times. Um, when you buy, when you get into an investment, you have to know what you are getting into, correct? 
uh, when you buy a property, if you buy, we like to differentiate uh, the brick buyers with the paper buyers. So the brick buyers is uh, the, the investors that buy real estate, the bricks, and the paper buyers are the, the investors that buy notes because we buy paper. Either or, you have to do your due diligence, and it's almost the same, right? You do an appraisal or a BPO, you want to make sure the value is there. And then you compare the value of the asset with, uh, with how, much, uh, how much you have to pay for it. Secondly, and, and very important, is check your title. Make sure that there are no liens ahead of you. Make sure that the taxes are paid. Make sure there's no uh, twenty or $30,000 tax bill ahead of you. Uh, these two are probably 95% of your due diligence, checking value and, and checking your title. Um, educate yourself. Very important. And, and I, I know I, it sounds like cliche, uh, educate yourself, due diligence, but it, it seems that a lot of people are not going through the, the, the real process. Educate yourself. Make sure you know everything that needs to be known before you send the money to anyone, to watermark exchange, to anybody. Be comfortable. Do not, do not give in to pressure. A lot, of, a lot of investors are calling in and saying, I have to do something now because I have money in the bank. Well, you don't have to do something now. Make sure you know what you're doing before you send that money. So um, I tend to repeat myself a lot when I believe in something. And this is, I strongly believe on, on uh, prior to making an investment that one should educate themselves fully and then go ahead and pull the trigger. With note buying in particular, You've got, as you mentioned, do your due diligence. You have an appraisal where you determine the value of the asset, how much you have to pay for it, and then what the spread is, and then what the potential profit is, and then check your title. So make sure the entity that owned, that claims they own it, actually owns it. How do you scale this due diligence whenever you start buying multiple notes in, in large packages? Well, um, believe it or not, the same way. You're gonna do you're gonna do one by one. For example, let's let's use a, a three million dollar package. This this it seems to be the magic number with the banks. They kind of have these three to five million dollar packages. Yes, they, they have the twenty and the fifty million dollar packages. But at the end of the day, uh, you checking value and title. You really have to have a team that goes one by one, and then and then you can work uh, the arbitrage of numbers, right? In other words, the arbitrage means I bought a four million dollar pool. Uh, how much will I make? How much do I have to sell from this pool to make back our our uh, principal? It's very important. That's the first step it, when you when you when you invest. Calculate what it will take for you to get back your principal. That's uh, that's uh, very important. Then you calculate your profits, right? We all are in the investment business to make profits. But first and foremost, calculate your principal. And we like to use a, an arbitrage model that we have at Watermark to, to make sure that we know what it takes to bring it back our principal. And then, uh, and then, like I said, the rest is profit. So uh, unfortunately, when you buy pools, you really have to go one by one in, in that pool, asset by asset, to check value and title. Val, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. And as you know, we have customized this just for you because you said you don't read books. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Listen, we have to be honest, right? <laughs> All right. Best ever way to for a beginner to get started in buying notes? Buy a note. Buy one note. Uh, again, going back, educate yourself, educate yourself, educate yourself. Buy a note. 
once you're ready, just buy a note. The reason I say this, when you educate yourself, you learn, it's, it's being book smart, right? We talk about being book smart and then the experience or the street experience, right? You actually worked. Uh, when you buy a note, then you really feel it, right? Because you've paid money for that note. Um, as, as day traders back in the 90s, uh, prior to, to making real investments with the real money, we did the paper investments, right? In other words, we knew we bought IBM at $50 and then it went to 75 and we took profit. Well, it's easy to do that when you don't have money on the line. Once you have money on the line, uh, it, it, it's a different feeling, like playing basketball in the park or, or playing in a real game with a referee, a different type of a scenario. Buy a note, buy a note, because that experience is priceless. And I tell everyone, buy five notes, and there's a reason for that. Uh, you don't have to buy five notes. You really buy one when you start. But buying five notes, because we believe there are five great exit strategies. You can foreclose on a note. You can do a did in lieu on a note. You can refinance that note. You can uh, reperform the note, or you can flip it. And, and these are five exit strategies. And we can, we can uh, come up with 10. But if you, when you buy five notes, you experience, as I always say, three and a half experiences, right? You've probably foreclosed on one or reperformed on the other one or, uh, or, or did a did in lieu on the third uh, uh, note. That experience is priceless. You can pay to, to educate yourself and go to all the seminars and, and conferences. They are good. You should do that. But by buying a note and experiencing yourself with your investment is priceless. Okay, I got four out of those five, but help me with the fifth that I'm missing. I got foreclose, refinance, reperform the note, flip it. What's the fifth? Uh, didn't you? Cash for keys. Ah. Uh, can you explain that one? Yes, of course. So, for example, didn't didn't you is a form of foreclosure. A lot of a lot of homeowners um, would like a cash payment, would like a little help before they move out. And that is called a deed in lieu. Another translation for street terminology that uh, uh, real estate brokers use: cash for keys. Um, they go to an, they go to an attorney. They sign the deed over to the new buyer for uh, compensation. You know, a lot of times people need um, these homeowners need a little help. Okay, they need some money to move their their furniture to an apartment. Uh, but it, it's good for us. It's good for the buyer because you either do it this way or you wait to foreclose on somebody after 12 months. So a deed in lieu, uh, cash for keys, it's a faster way of obtaining the bricks, obtaining uh, the property and the deed. Best ever resource for how to learn note buying? I would say uh, take this uh, note buying seminars. Uh, go to one of them, attend one of these note buying seminars. Um, there are a couple of gurus out there that uh, are educators. One of them, for for example, is uh, Scott Carson, a uh, very good guy. Very, it's a, he's a Texan guy out of Texas, out of Austin, Texas. Uh, very straightforward, educational, and he gives a lot of content. He has, I believe, a three or four day course where you sit down and it's really. Uh, buying notes for dummies. I think that's what it's called. It's buying notes 101. What to do with a note? What happens after you purchase a note? What, what exactly? What happens after you wire the money to a company like ours? What do you do afterwards? Uh, how do you work a note? The the legal or the legalities of of working the note. It's really it's it's really good. I sat in one of his uh, 
one or two of his uh, seminars, and I was really impressed with, uh, with the level of knowledge that this student leave afterwards. But having said that, there, there, you know, there are many other educational gurus out there, but educate yourself, and that's the best way to start. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. Personal growth experience. Uh, you know what? I, I grew up in, uh, in Romania. It's an Eastern European country. And when I grew up there, it was a communist country, right? Just like North Korea is today. So I grew up in that system. And uh, we learned that uh, the only way, the only way we're gonna get, you're going to get ahead in life is based on what you do as a person. Uh, because we, we always had the misconceptions. Oh, we know we live in the we live. I like to say that we we grew up in a ghetto, right? And we nobody looks at us, nobody cares about us. In the you know, I didn't get this job, or I'm not getting ahead of myself because I am from that system. Well, it's not true. And we've learned that you know we came to this country, we went to high school and college, and and uh, you know uh, you can make something of yourself. It, it's only up to you, and that's a. a I hope I answered your question right, but that's a, one of my personal growth experiences. And I like to I like to give this example to a lot of people that feel down and, you know, I'm from another country, I'm from South America, I'm from Africa, from wherever they are, and I don't have a shot here, and it's not true. It all depends on you and how, how much you want something. Best ever deal you've done? <sighs> Let me answer this without bragging. We don't want to brag. Um, I'll give you an example. A best ever deal is is a deal that you didn't expect to make a lot of money, or you didn't expect to go as smooth as you did. Uh, we can look at best ever deals on deals that we, you made the most dollar amount, right? The, the most profit. But uh, some of them you expect to make a lot of money, and then you know it's just a good deal. I'll give I'll give you an example. There was a uh, uh, there was a pool of uh, of uh, occupied assets that we purchased one time and uh, we liked the pricing it was decent pricing but we knew we had a lot of work ahead of us uh, these were higher end valued assets and we think we knew we're going to get a lot of uh, negative feedback from the homeowners we knew it's not going to be easy to foreclose well we were wrong <laughs> to our to our benefit we were wrong i mean we we just uh, we were able to reperform uh, 80% of that pool within within three months. Now, let me explain what Reperform means. We would call, the, you know, we have a servicing company call the homeowners and say, hey, we own the note. What would you like to do? We like to keep homeowners in their, in their homes. We like to keep communities intact. We make a lot more money by doing that than foreclosing on an asset. It's smoother for us. It's easier for us. And the yields are greater. And, uh, and guess what? Most of these homeowners are uh, were in foreclosure, not because they didn't have money to pay the mortgage uh, per se, but a lot of them were just late or couldn't pay one mortgage payment. So what happens is, give you an example, what happens if your mortgage payment is $1,500 and you call the bank and you say, hey, I have $1,300 today, can I owe you $200 next month? The bank rejects the check, sends it back to you. Well, the next month, if you couldn't make $1,500 on the first month, the next month you have to pay $3,000 plus the, uh, uh, plus the, uh, the fees, right? The penalties. A lot of the people fell behind for that reason. They couldn't make the second month. They couldn't make it the third month because now you owe $4,500 plus the fees. And because we buy these loans cheap enough, we have so much room uh, to 
uh, to help the homeowners and keep them in the house and and um, keep them in their homes. And for that reason, I thought that was probably one of the best deals because we were able to uh, to keep about, I, I would say at the end of the day, it was about 75 homeowners in their homes, and they were all happy. We were happy with the returns as well uh, because, again, we, we, we're not brick investors. We don't care about the bricks. Uh, we really uh, want to be able to reperform and have uh, mortgage payments come into our servicing company. Val, what's the best ever place to reach you? Uh, watermarkexchange.com is, um, um, if you go to Watermark Exchange, uh, we, our contact info is there. Our trade desk is, um, uh, we are here about 12 to 14 hour, uh, hours a day, uh, 212-220-4044 is our trade desk number. Um, I recommend everyone go to the exchange, watermarkexchange.com, and, and get an education uh, from the exchange here. We have one of the best FAQs, for frequently asked questions, which will give you a good feedback, a, a good insight on, on the note business, what a note is, uh, what a servicing company is. And uh, I think uh, by spending about 25 to 30 minutes on the exchange, uh, gives you a nice, uh, uh, a nice look into the, the industry. Well, thanks so much for joining us and giving your advice to the best ever listeners. And I found it interesting uh, whenever you talk through the five exit strategies of note buying, I haven't had anyone discuss that before. Uh, and you know, with foreclosure, deed in lieu, or cash for keys, uh, refinance, reperform the note, and flip it. And I'm glad that you broke it down. And I, I know you mentioned there are probably uh, ten of them total if you kept on going. Um, and that's that's really that's that's a a great thing with note buying in that. There are so many different exit strategies and, and ways to make your principal back, which what something that you talked about, and then um, make money on top of that. So thank you so much, Val, for spending time with us, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe.